This is the Breakfast Leadership Podcast. Boundaries or burnout, you make the choice. Here's your host, Michael Levitt. Welcome to the Breakfast Leadership Podcast. It's Michael here, and today I've got Steve Wiley on the line. Hey, Steve, how are you? I'm doing great. How about yourself, Michael? I am great for today. Thanks so much for for being on the show. And I, what we want to talk about today, audience, is something that I've noticed, and even in, in the pre-show commentary with Steve, talked about this a bit. Um, Steve's mission is to rid the world of zombies in the workforce and in life. So, Steve, what in the world do you mean by that? Although I definitely have an understanding of what what zombies in the workforce look like because I saw them this morning on my commute into the office. So, welcome again to the show, and uh, tell us a little about you and 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 you know what your mission's all about. Yeah, no problem. I um, that's my mission because I was one. Um, you know, I took off on my career on a dead sprint, graduated from college. I was eager to please, motivated to succeed, and just was driven. I, I was pursuing the advanced degree at night and working long days. As a bachelor in my 20s, this was probably pretty manageable. Um, but eventually, I fell in love, got married, bought the house, had a couple kids. Uh, and my pace certainly didn't change. I professed to my wife and kids that no one was more important or no thing was more important, Um, but I was a hypocrite. I didn't live it. I was caught up in the rat race. Um, I actually, as you know, Michael published a book uh, last year called Navigate Chaos. The first chapter, I tell a story, which is really what what I refer to as the inspiration for driverless vehicles. Not proud of the story, um, but it led to a crash that really just kind of forced me to step back and take another look. And for for the first time in my life, I started to apply the um, management consulting principles that that I had been working with other organizations on to my own life. Um, so at that time, I defined a strategic plan that included five goal areas or five objectives and um, 22 goals within those five objective areas. And one of those uh, goals was to write an inspirational book for business professionals lost in their career or life, or what I refer to as the zombies in the workforce, zombies in life. Um, and I'm proud to say that I knocked off that last goal uh, this past year and just um, started a company, Seek LLC, six years ago, largely driven based upon culture and organization and maximizing the productivity and fulfillment and success of an organization's greatest resource, their people. So that's kind of, uh, in a nutshell, uh, the story behind kind of why I am where I am. I I was a zombie, and now I'm trying to rid the world of zombies. No, I'm I'm deeply passionate about your mission, and more importantly, people don't have to live um, that way uh, as zombies. And as as we talked about briefly uh, before we started, you know, I you know was on the subway this morning and coming into uh, the city and. I noticed, I would say, of you know, all the people on, on the subway car that I was on, I would say about 60% were probably sleeping or trying to sleep, or they had this blank stare on their face of, you know, the world has, you know, beaten them down. And, you know, I, you know, my story is somewhat similar where, you know, I, you know, 
in my twenties, you know, got married, started having kids, um, working some long hours, had a very long commute in those early days and, you know, burned myself completely out, um, because of where we lived, you know, cost, everything else. And, you know, that burnout, you know, ultimately caught up with me a decade ago. And then of course I had to reinvent myself after, my uh, my year of worst case scenarios and with health and job loss and car loss and home loss and all of that and when you when you go through experiences like that you 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 take stock and you go okay what do i need to do to change this and it sounds like you you know you know came to grips with you know what you said you you, you said that you felt that you were a hypocrite and you were saying one thing but you're your actions and your life uh, were demonstrating something else. So when, when you discovered that you needed to make those changes, I'm guessing it wasn't an easy uh, equation uh, to figure out initially uh, because it, you know, in my case, reinventing yourself um, is not something that is easily done when you're an adult. When you're a child, yeah, you're shaping your life and you're making choices and whatnot. It might be a little bit easier, but as a grown adult, it's definitely not easy to completely shift directions and go in a different way. So tell us about, you know, that journey a little bit. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a great question. Um, and I think this is a significant hurdle to overcome. And I, for most of us, you know, I'm just hoping people don't have to hit a low point or have some tragedy happen to push them to make these changes. And that's part of the inspiration for the book, but, but the big thing initially for me was just owning it. It's so easy for all of us to sit here and blame our, our company, our boss, our client, our colleagues, um, anyone for, for our lack of balance. Um, and you probably already have noticed, I, we can talk about this in a little bit, but I dismissed the term work-life balance and referred to a broader definition of balance. But we have this tendency to be a victim. And so for me, the most important step initially was saying, no, just a recognition that I was the problem, that it was the choices that I was making that, that were the problem. And I mentioned to you, I started to apply some of the uh, strategic planning, consulting work that I had been doing, and I took a very counterintuitive approach. So I was living with just overwhelmed by the demands of my life, which were predominantly, in many cases, self-imposed and largely work-related. Um, so I took a counterintuitive approach and I started to identify, well, what, be intentional about what are the priorities in my life. And I started to take some action and just setting some simple routines, daily, weekly, monthly, yearly routines that reinforced the priorities in my life. So simple things. I prioritized family. I prioritized my health. Um, prioritized my faith. I said, okay, what does it look like to put that in action? And I said, I'm going to commit to this. And, and the consequences on my job, I'll deal with those. But daily exercise just made it a habit. And I'm, I'm going to exercise a half hour every day. I'm going to have three, four, five nights a week. I'm going to have dinner with my family. I'm gonna, I couldn't find time to go out on a date with my wife two young kids, job was so busy. But every day or every week, I could go out to lunch with colleagues. So I just said, well, why not have a weekly lunch date with my wife? 
simple things. I started to volunteer. I loved working with kids and coaching. I volunteered as a youth basketball coach, volunteered monthly in our church and youth ministry, and committed to an annual vacation where I shut down. I, I, to be honest, <laughs> I was dishonest. I told my boss and colleagues that I had no technology access while I was on vacation. We were in the mountains of Pennsylvania. Um, but these little things, I said, I'm going to commit to these and see what happens. And that was really foundational. Um, I actually put more on my plate and accepted the consequences, but it brought a renewed balance uh, and fulfillment. And, and we can talk more about this, but one of my discoveries and one of the things that I dismiss as a myth in my book is that personal and professional success are mutually exclusive because the moment I started restoring my health, my peace, my fulfillment, my balance, more successful I became in my career. It's amazing how your your journey through that um, and, and what you wrapped up with is, is crucial for people to understand is when you focus your attention on the things that really matter most, the other things will take care of themselves and your work and opportunities and other things will improve. And if, you know, and for some people, it, it may require uh, moving on from an organization and going to work somewhere else or going out on your own or launching your own business or you name it. There's all kinds of different things that, you know, come up in these situations. But when you prioritize yourself first, uh, your life improves. Um, your relationships improve, both with loved ones, friends, employers, employees, you name it. And also what happens too is when you are actually working and giving and serving either you know, loved ones or your employer, you're doing it from a better state with full energy. So they're getting a better version of you by you taking care of yourself Absolutely. first. They're getting a better version of you. If you're trying to give everything to them first, they're actually not getting the best version. Um, they're getting a watered-down version because you're trying to spread yourself way too thin and trying to do things. And that's something that I talk to people about a lot. Is you know, and they think, well, I, you know, it's being selfish. Like, no, it's it's called self-care. It's taking care of yourself first. And when you do that, then you're living at your optimum best, which means everything you do is better. Um, and it, the, the, what you know, you reap it, what you sow. And when you're taking care of yourself and you're with your health, you know, going out on dates with your loved ones, you name it, uh, doing all of those things make such a huge, huge difference. And it's those little things in life that add up to the big things and you, you'll notice, you know, career growth and personal growth and everything else. It's, it's amazing. Yeah, no doubt. Um, what you said just really resonates. I think um, Stephen Covey puts it best, you know, seventh and probably most important habit is sharpen the saw. And a lot of the things that I'm talking about are related to what do you do, that, you know, just as the lumberjack, if he just keeps pounding away, the saw dulls. Um, when do you pause? When do you rest? When do you refuel? And the things that I'm talking about that I put into my life, I'll tell you what, I, to this day, I work really hard. I don't equate balance to time. 
to spend the majority of my waking hours at work, but I have these defined non-negotiable commitments that sharpen the saw, that restore my soul, restore my spirit, and remind me that I am not defined by that which I produce, that there are other important priorities in my life. And so that's foundational. It's actually foundational to uh, the consulting company that I started. Um, we have, you know, we say our mission is um, to help organizations redefine and pursue wellness. And we define that as a healthy, engaged, inspired workforce serving a growing or otherwise successful organization. And we don't get caught up in the chicken and the egg here. One feeds the other. If you are healthy, engaged, and inspired, you're going to be more, more capable of helping lead to growth and success in the organization. And quite honestly, the counter is true. If you have a successful organization, it's probably more fertile ground for a healthy and engaged and inspired workforce. Um, but we work we both angles of those um, of that equation, and we contend that's really an intentional values-based culture that's the glue between those two things. And those same principles I've applied to business, and I apply to my own life as well as with my own family. Yeah, and it's funny. In a lot of times, and I, I know you probably have noticed this both personally and, and professionally with people you work with, is... Oftentimes, when we get to be zombies, we we try to be multiple versions of a zombie. Where at work we're one way, at home we're another way. And I, I it was a hard lesson for me to learn, but I found that if I am myself, who I truly am, then I don't have to put on masks or try to act a certain way one way or the other of course you know there's there's variances you know if you're playing with your kids or, or things like that you know you, you're doing some things like you know just being fun and all of that kind of stuff but if you if you quit trying to do this illustrious you know trying to balance things and just go through a, a life of of harmony um it just makes your days go by so much easier um you're you're operating in a state of flow that just is amazing and you know even even in my little you know my short walk from the subway to the office this morning you know i just i was aware of of how i was feeling um and and today the day that we're recording it's it's rather overcast and we'll probably have some you know spring-like storms later on but that didn't phase me i'm like you know today's a great day and i'm i'm going getting approaching the end of the week man, my energy levels are uh, as high as they could be. And um, I didn't really have a lot of coffee yet this morning either. So it's just, <laughs> you, you just get, when you, and I look at this and going, okay, if I can do this, you know, if I, after all the stuff that's gone on in my life, if I can approach life in this way and live my days like this, anyone can. And again, I see, you know, people walking down the sidewalk, you know, and I'm surprised half of them aren't saying brains because it's, they're just, they're zombies. They really are. They're not dead yet, but they, they're pretty close. No. Yeah. We, again, I am just passionate about inspiring people just to find their best version of themselves and to live a life of, fulfillment and peace. And that doesn't mean there won't be issues or challenges. Um, Again, what you just said about 
showing up at work one way and at home another way is it's so foundational to this concept of balance. Um, in my book, uh, Navigate Chaos, the subtitle is A Five-Step Guide to Balance Work, Family, and Other Life Priorities. Well, the fifth step that I talk about is embracing a broader integrity. And, and at Speak, we actually speak of integrity, you know, just a more comprehensive definition. We call it the three W's of integrity, your worth, your word, and your wholeness. And so the worth component is what we traditionally think of of honesty and ethics. And quite honestly, I call that a right to play value. If you lack that, it's kind of like, get out of the game, get out of the business. You know, it's tough to restore your reputation when you lack that. The word component is honor your word, pervasive problem in organizations with accountability. Um, we do a lot of workshops and things geared towards honoring your word and building accountability into, into culture. You can recover from that. If I tell you I'm going to do something and I fail to do it, I mean, that happens eventually to all of us. You don't want it to be a pervasive problem. You can recover from it, um, but you want to honor your word. But the last one is what you were speaking of when you talk about showing up different ways. And I call that honor your wholeness. The word integrity is derived from the word integer. That means one. It means whole. And really foundational to living a life of balance, living a life of peace, is just being authentic, being whole, not putting on a show. And so when you say things like showing up at work one way and at home another way, God, I was, I was horrible at this. I, um, you know, I would be what you wanted me to be. And so work, I was one way. Family, I was another way. With my friends, I was another way. When I was at church, I was another way. I was not living an authentic life, and it's exhausting. And really, the strategic planning work that I did, and I, I coach individuals on this now, and it's just really connecting with what are, what are your core values? What are your core priorities in life? And how do you authentically live that, whether you're at work or at home or at church or wherever you may be? And once you just live comfortable in your own skin with who you are, not trying to please others, doesn't mean you don't work hard. It doesn't mean you don't try to do the right things, but you're living an authentic, genuine life. You now have the platform to have a balanced life and you will, this is foundational to ridding the world of zombies in the workforce. So thank you for sharing that. It's right in line with the message uh, in the book. No, that's great. And I'm, I'm thrilled, you know, that one that you've, you know, turn, I want to say turned your life around, but that's what you did. You were going in a different direction um, than you wanted to. And I think, you know, deep down you knew that you wanted to do something, but you know, there was a, a misalignment of things and, and then writing the book to help others. And I, I love the integrity and the integer um, analogy, because again, you taking care of the one yourself um, and doing everything you can to make sure you're the best version of yourself um, pays such huge dividends for everything you do in every, every aspect of your life. And uh, it, it, it just makes things so much better for yourself, the people that are around you, the people you work for and with and, and everybody you know, that you encounter. So if there was you know, one piece of advice that you could give someone that um, is, 
or going through something similar to what you, you know, discovered where you're trying to do too much and you're, you're saying one thing, but living a completely different life, you know, what would be the first step you would tell them to, to look at, um, to start changing the direction of, of their life uh, now and going forward? Yeah, another great question. And I mean, obviously some of the things I said already, I, I would start there kind of the one first, just acknowledge that this is not someone else's problem. And for those of you out there who are employers, who are bosses, it's important to build a culture that fosters an environment that can enable healthy balance, but relieve yourself of the pressure of owning the balance of your employees. Kind of as a side note, it's balance is a tension to be managed. It's not a problem to be solved and it's defined differently by each and every person. And so first step, you know, I would suggest to someone is how do you define balance? I, I actually ask that question of people all the time. And the most common response I get is something along the lines of, well, more time with family and less time at work. Well, that's, that's an unattainable goal. There always exists the potential for more or less. And I just challenge people to think differently and always come back to what are the priorities of your life and where, where, like I was, where are you a hypocrite? Where are you not living consistent with those priorities? And start simple. The book gives a practical approach. Start simple with just, okay, well, what are some you know, we all have constraints of our life and our definition of balance will change over time, but what are some rituals or routines that you can put in place that will reinforce those priorities? And just build, build those habits, start simple. So I've already kind of talked about that, but just want to share one other really significant, um, you know, this did not happen overnight. I developed a strategic plan and it wasn't like, ta-da, I'm no longer a zombie. It's, it took some work that was foundational um, and very helpful. But the other piece of really important advice that I will give is it's not just showing up to those routines because there is a distinct difference between physical presence and mental presence. And so I defined a set of activities that would restore priorities and build my tank. But until I actually learned to shut down the work, you know, the, I just write in the book how the dinner conversation was just background noise to the screaming monkeys in my head. I was, until I actually learned to control and focus on the present moment, I call it appreciate the moment in the book. And you hear a lot about mindfulness and I'm not an expert in mindfulness, but I offer some very simple and practical tips that worked for me to just ensure that work or other life demands weren't just occupying or robbing me of the joy of my time with my child or time with the kids when I was coaching or, or that lunch date with the wife. If I couldn't be mentally present, then it was, it perhaps was worse than actually showing up. Um, and so I think we've got a lot of advice and tips and simple strategies related to just, you've got to, you can't just, be there for your family or be there with friends or be there in your hobby if if you're so preoccupied mentally. So there's a discipline that you have to establish to learn to shut things down. And and I actually came up with several physical rituals 
that were reminders of mental awareness um, to to the quite honestly to the blessings in my life. So that's a, a critical component. Um, again, I would start with just this acknowledgement and focusing on what do you really value and prioritize and, and coming up with activities. But I just would stress that you can't stop there because physical presence to this is not sufficient. No, that's amazing tips. And uh, I definitely encourage people uh, to pick up your book because I think it would be a great roadmap for them to, to guide them on, you know, the right way to uh, approach their life and, 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 make those changes that they need to make to make sure that they can be the best version of themselves. So where can people find out more about you and the awesome stuff you're doing? Uh, well, we, so my company is seek and that's spelled C as in cat C E E K. Uh, and so anyone can go check us out at seek Um, we're on Instagram and Twitter at seek LLC. Uh, the one thing that I wanted to offer to everyone is um, we actually created a kind of coupled with the book Navigate Chaos, but we've created a uh, balance, a life balance assessment tool. And I'm actually going to be kicking off a video blog series in about a month. And we're intending to open, open up that tool at no cost. Uh, and I'm going to just go ahead and open it up now. Uh, so if any of your listeners would like to go take a simple balance assessment that gives you a framework to define balance and what it means to you in terms of your priorities in life, um, just a great way to get started. So they can, anyone can go to seekllc.com forward slash balance. And then uh, there's information on that page about the book as well. But if anyone's interested in the book, they can certainly go to uh, navigate or just search for navigate chaos out on Amazon. And otherwise, just to learn more about SEEK and our uh, consultancy and our focus on intentional culture and organization, I uh, can just go to SEEKLLC.com. And of course, I, I welcome any emails, which Michael, if you want to share in the uh, show notes, uh, my email address, that's fine as well. That's Steve Wiley at SEEKLLC.com. So happy to hear from anyone. That's awesome. And audience, I'll have all that information in the show notes. So thank you again for being on the show. I love your story. And I'm thrilled um, that you, you know, made that life pivot to uh, live a better life for yourself, which has uh, benefited everybody that you encounter. Well, I appreciate the opportunity to be here and certainly appreciate all you're doing for people through this podcast. So keep doing what you're doing. Thank you. Thank you. And until next time, everybody be well. Hey, it's Michael again. Thank you for listening to the podcast. I really appreciate it. If you're like many people, you're dealing with some significant stress and possibly approaching burnout. I know how you feel. In 2009, my burnout led to a year of worst case scenarios. I do not want that to happen to you. If you go to breakfastleadership.com, you can register for a free webinar on burnout prevention, as well as get as a free checklist to have successful mornings. Start off each day the right way. Again, that's at breakfastleadership.com. Also, since you are a loyal podcast listener, I'm asking you to like, rate, and review my podcast on iTunes. I look at all the reviews and appreciate your comments, and it helps other potential listeners discover the content I have on the show. I appreciate you, and thanks again for listening.